0: Welcome to the third episode of the Sports Talk with Hunter. In this episode, I'll be detailing baseball's plans to return in July, will there be college sports, and finally, NBA return gained momentum after call. So let's talk about college sports first. So the thing about college sports is that Mark Amrit, the president of the NCAA, said that there will be no sports if the campuses are not reopened. Which I understand, because you can't say the campus is closed, but yet yeah, you have student athletes on campus, but people who don't hurt as regular students can't go on campus. Like that's a really bad look, and they would be under so much scrutiny if they did that. And let's just remember, to be honest with you, the NSA is already under a ton of scrutiny just about average of every year really at this point. They don't want to pay the athletes. They these universities have all this money coming in from their sports programs. They don't want to pay athletes, which is ridiculous to me because they they really need to. And so, and they've made a lot of poor decisions over the years. And so, the N C A they already probably they definitely got the first decision right, even though I didn't like it personally, which was to cancel the NCAA tournament for men's and women's and to cancel spring spring championships and just cancel the season. So that's actually probably one of the few right decisions they've actually made. And now they have another decision upcoming within the next two to three months, whether or not student athletes can return, but that's based on campuses opening. Then also you have to consider certain schools might not be open But others will, depending on what their local officials say. And so, that's another problem the NCAA runs into. And also, think about for a sport like college football, where they have some type of training before the season starts. Because, I mean, by now, being spring training, they would have had spring ball, and they would have had their spring game, and... You know they will be getting into the groove of things really, and with with that being canceled, you have to have you have to come up with something where you can let them train. I mean, even for any basketball, I know they, you know, have a little preseason work before because teams they work out in like over the summer. Well, they can't do that because the campus is closed. And so you still have to get that training in that summer, that off-season training in before the actual season starts. So I think that puts the NCAA in a tough position. And and also for a sport like college football where the NCAA doesn't have full control of it because college football also has a college football playoff, which has a committee. And so you have to look and the college football playoff committee would have to have a say and whether or not college football happens or not, or when the timeline is in my opinion. And so now we're going to talk about baseball's re- plan to return in July. So ESPN's Jeff Passan, um, read an article that he wrote and he detailed the plan and I took some bullet points from that. So first, Here's the plan for the MLB starting in July. An expansion of playoff teams from 10 to 14, an 82-game season. The average MLB season games 162 games, so that's a big reduction of games. Uh, the use of home stadiums and arenas that have local and state government approval so-called Spring Training 2.0 that begins in June with the season set for early July. And to touch on that point, same thing with baseball. They have spring training to get them ready before the season starts. And so you would have to do that to get them prepared for a season. There will be a universal designated hitter. So in a National League there is no designated hitter, but the American League there is. So basically, what that would mean is that each team would have to have a designated hitter at all times. Um, also, there'll be geographical schedules, in which teams will only play in, in division opponents and interleague opponents in a similar area. Basically, what that is is limiting travel for teams. So they're not traveling from, let's just say, L.A. to New York because you don't want the long-distance traveling because, I mean, flying right now is not safe. And so you want to limit the travel as much as possible by playing teams close in the area. Another thing would be a 30-man roster with a taxi squad that will have upward to 50 players available. So basically what that means is that you have 30 players who are active, and then you have another 50 who are ready just in case a player gets hurt and they need someone to fill in for that player. Because in a regular season, basically what well, would in a normal society, well, what would happen is if someone gets hurt and someone gets called up from the minor league system, typically... To play that position because so, or to fill in an empty spot on the active roster, so that's something that is really good that the MLB laid out and that they need to really emphasize that as well and just keeping guys ready just in case something happens. So, the playoff expansion, which had been floated before the pandemic hit with increased revenue as it shrivels in other areas like I mean because you're not getting money off concession stands you're not getting money off the tickets and so these I mean they're losing revenue just like college football which bases with these universities base so much money off revenue from people coming to college football games Now, if you've seen a college football game on TV before, or you've been to one, you see how packed those stadiums are. There is literally nowhere to sit. These stadiums are packed. People are passionate about college sports in general. And so, if there's no fans, these universities lose revenue. That's why you're seeing coaches take pay cuts, because they're trying to save their athletic programs... Because the athletic programs might not be getting the money that they're used to making with college sports being on. And so, it really everything really ties into it together, really. The big thing universally around sports is that every sports team is losing some type of revenue because of the coronavirus pandemic. And so they're trying to get a season, but yet the revenue piece is going to be tricky, in my opinion. And so back to to basically continue on to my point, teams estimate upward of 40% of revenue comes from ticket sales and other gated income. That is just what I was basically saying. And then lastly, if any ballpark is not available because state or local officials have not approved the resumption of play, Rob Manford, the commissioner of the MLB, has told owners that he is prepared to move that team to another city to play home games. This is from a team owner and a president who told ESPN. And now, the problem with the whole thing right now is there's a standoff right now between the league and the players. Because the players are saying, we don't want to play with a reduced salary. Because they're like, we're the the ones risking our lives. We are the ones playing. We're the ones going on the field, playing, and you don't want to give us our full salary. Blake Snell came out and basically said that. Say, I'm risking my life. And so, if I'm not getting my full salary, I'm not playing. Now... Could he have handled to maybe handled it a little bit differently? Yes. But I do appreciate the fact that he is being honest and he's letting us know his feelings. And also, Bryce Harper, I know, and I saw that Clay and Kershaw have both kind of agreed with him and saying, we need, we want our full salary because we're putting our lives on the line and we're being very risky decision, really. And they're all like, we're not going to put our health over baseball. And so I think that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Because now Rob Manford and the owners, who have already approved the deal that Rob Manford set out, or the plan rather say, is they're going to have to come together in order to get a season to happen. And they're really on a short timeline. May is almost over, and if they're trying to start in July, and one the earlier part of the plan is to have a spring training in June, so how can you have a season starting in July when at this moment right now when there's no agreement yet? Now I know we still have a while, maybe. I give them maybe two, maybe two, three more weeks and they're going to need to come up with the solution to this problem because the more time goes by, the less chance the MLB gets to start in July, in early July. And so that is really going to be interesting how that plays out and what the owners and Rob Manford, what's their response to the players' concerns. And now, also, Rob Manfred laid out his health plan for the players, and which I will talk about in another episode coming up this week about Rob Manfred's health plan and what I think about that. And now for our final topic, we're going to get into an article by ESPN senior writer Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, one of my favorites at ESPN. He does a great job all the time. And so now, so the NBA is really, after this call, gaining momentum that we will be able to finish the season. We have all missed the NBA. We've all missed sports in general. And so this is really good for me personally. I like to hear this. And so I'm just happy in general that sports might be able to return. And so this just gives me positive news. And this time of uncertainty that we might be able to see sports. And so, I also made some bullet points from this article too. And so, um, participants on the Board of Governors called Thursday with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, left the virtual meeting feeling increasingly positive about the league's momentum toward the resumption of play this season, sources told ESPN. And the owners executives, owners, and executives on the call were encouraged about the league's progress toward minimizing health risk upon a return. And the league offers positive conversation with the National Basketball Players Association about the players' desire to eventually start the season, sources said. And so what I take from that is that, I mean, the players really want to come back and play. Their priority is we want to make sure that it's safe to play. And so I'm happy that the NBA is been able to look at that and look at different strategies on how to make sure that it's safe to play. Because that's the main concern of the players is to make sure that they are safe. Because they're not going to, just like the baseball players, they're not going to risk their lives... To play basketball. In my opinion, that's how I would feel. If it's between my life and basketball, I'm going to pick my life over basketball. And so here's another thing, bullet point. Once the NBA formalizes a return plan, the league indicated to teams that the plan would be to standardize coronavirus testing among the 30 teams, sources said. For now, the NBA is allowing teams to use a variety of tests. And that's, in my opinion, is the really important key to the NBA returning. Sports in general is testing. Where are you going to get the tests from? Because right now, if you think about it, people are struggling just to even get a test in general. And so, are the test going to be more widespread then? And maybe July, June, August? I mean, we don't know yet. That's the crazy thing about this virus is that there's so much uncertainty about so many different things. And so we're all just sitting here making predictions, really, and just guessing. And the thing is, we're all hoping for the best, but at the same time, we just don't know. And so it's just really crazy. Um, As for the format in Return to Play there's still no decision on the form that will take place with the 30 NBA teams, a source said. The league hasn't worked through the details on whether all 30 teams would return or whether regular season games will be played or perhaps there will be a play-in tournament to give more teams the chance to make the 16-team playoff field. And so my perspective on this is I'm not sure if we want to do a play-in tournament because there could be some upsets in there and we could see some teams that don't deserve to make the playoffs, make it into the playoffs and not make it as competitive or as fun as it would have been if we just maybe, I don't know how many games you play based off the regular season. Because so, anything can happen in the playoffs. We saw last year the Clippers and the Warriors go at it. Warriors 1-6, but the Clippers made it competitive. Patrick Beverly got, in my opinion, got in Kevin Durant's head game two. Actually, game one and game two. But KD game three, he showed everybody why he's one of the top players in the NBA. But it was just fun to watch two a lower seed compete against... The two-time champs, Golden State Warriors, and so really three-time champs, but that was when they were back-to-back. They are going for the three-peat. And really to see the Clippers battle each and every game, they did not make it easy on the Warriors. They never made it easy on them. They made them work for 48 minutes. And then Adam Silver talked about two, made one or two locations for the players, that the focus continues to be on Orlando's Walt Disney World Resort or Las Vegas, sources said. And the reason why those two is that so players can, so they can isolate the players instead of having them all bunched up together. And a place where there's a lot of space and where you can find a gym for people to play. Las Vegas, if, I mean, they have a whole bunch of hotels out there. And I mean, they can use the Max Center where they play the summer league games. There, I mean, the NBA probably could definitely. Vegas is definitely a good spot. They already used two gyms for the summer league. I I would most likely think they would be able to get those two gyms maybe to play games with. Obviously, for both baseball and basketball, and probably even college sports. I I don't see how there could be fans because of how the spread of the virus works and how you could not have any symptoms, but you can spread the virus. And so you can't, unless, I don't know, you can't really have fans in attendance. So that's probably going to be one of the sad things. But also, I look at it and say, the cool thing about probably not having fans is that we will be able to hear what these players are saying now. be able to hear what the coaches are actually saying to the players. Which I think would be really funny to hear that interaction. Maybe hear what Pat 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 Bev is saying on the court. Because you know he's, he's always talking trash. And so I think that would be kind of funny to hear what they're saying. And then also hear the dialogue sometimes between the players and the refs. Because sometimes we see it on TV but we actually don't hear what they're saying. And so I think that's another cool aspect to it. And then the other thing is understanding the trajectory of new cases in those states starting to reopen. Understanding who is getting ill and why. Developments and testing types. The NBA is also studying how other leagues are handling positive tests among participants, sources said. So what I take away from that is, it's a really smart approach by the NBA is, we are not going... To put our players at risk, unless we see a decline of cases. Because we can't have cases going up in states and say, oh, we can open our facilities. And that's just not smart, in my opinion. Now, some states are, their local government officials are reopening the states when there's still an increase in cases in some areas. But when there's decreases in cases, then you can say we can start slowly but surely reopening. And also, I think it's really important to understand who is getting ill and why, severely ill and why. I think that's good. The NBA is looking at that because they want to know, is there anyone in our league who is in this certain group that could if they get the coronavirus, they can get severely ill? And the question And the why part is really good. The NBA is looking at that to understand what they need to do in order to start a season. And also I think it's smart as well that they're looking at other leagues who have started their seasons back up on how they handle positive tests. Look at other leagues. See how they're doing it. And then maybe you could get a better idea of how you want to do it. And... This probably is the most positive news out of this entire article by Woj, is that the league believes it'll have twenty two of his thirty facilities open by Monday, like that's just crazy to me how they think. I mean, it's crazy good to hear that that some facilities will be opening. I know that the Lakers facility opened up um yesterday, and so I was happy to hear that as a Lakers fans that. Some guys can get back in doing individual working at workouts. The NBA gave them strict guidelines, though. It's no team practices, just individual workouts, one-on-one. And so, I think that's really good to hear. I think that gives us some hope that there will be NBA at some point. I'm a little worried about the MLB because of the standoff between the players and the In the league. And so that will be interesting to see. And also one more thing to add to this. To the NBA side. Is that I would not be shocked. If within the next few weeks maybe. We hear the NBA come out with a plan. On how they want to resume the season. And so I'll be interested to see what that plan says. What rules. What's the idea behind it. And then also to hear what the players have to say about the plan. And now, you know, Adam Silver, as his commissioner, he's done a really good job. He's stepped up to the plate. He's stepped up to the plate every single time he's had to. He's probably been one of the best commissioners of the of the NBA. He's done a fantastic job. He funny thing was that His first draft, he actually didn't get booed because of how well he handled the whole Don Sterling situation. So people really like Adam Silver. He's done a great job. He's the one, as soon as Rudy Gobert tested positive for the coronavirus, said, we are suspending the season now. He did not hesitate at all. And he really led the charge in other leagues saying, it's time to stop our season now. And it was just really good leadership by Adam Silver to recognize what's going on and to make the right decision on the spot. Because you could not wait. And then we later find out that following day after the Rudy Gobert test positive that Donovan Mitchell has it. And then, we, and then the NBA was smart and saying, we need to look at the teams who have played the Jazz recently and see if any of their players have it. And the crazy thing about the virus is, it, it it spreads, and you don't you don't even know that you might not even know that you have it, but you're spreading it to other people. And so the, I think that's like the hardest thing about the virus with sports returning is, you're gonna need to test, like every day, literally, and temperature checks, and they're gonna have to wipe the balls down, the basketballs, or the baseballs they ha- are going to have to put on a hand sanitizer. I mean, the society that we live in today is just crazy. I mean, we- you have people in stores wearing masks. And so, it's just like, it's not normal for us to be doing that. Funny thing was, yesterday, the Western Conference Finals were supposed to be starting. We're supposed to be looking ahead toward the NBA Finals. It usually starts around the beginning of June. I was especially looking forward to it this year because I, I thought that the, my team, the Lakers, were going to win the championships. I thought it would have been Lakers-Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, the battle for L.A. It would have been fantastic entertainment. People who don't even like those teams would have been watching just because of how good the two teams are. It's going to be the battle of L.A. and it was going to be a hype series. It was going to be a hype series. I hope we still get we are able to get that series in the Western Conference Finals. Because that would just be fun to watch. I don't care if it's best of five. I don't really. Because it would just be fun to watch. Two great teams battling each other. Two really, two superstars. Actually, really four superstars would be in that game. Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. I mean, that's just great entertainment. And then I think it would have been Lakers-Bucks... You have LeBron and AD versus Giannis, Chris Milton, and those guys. And that just would have been fun to watch. Those two teams battle each other out. Would have been a great final series. Personally, I would have had the Lakers in seven. Maybe because I'm just a little biased, probably. But I've been waiting for the Lakers for the longest to, ever since I've been a Lakers fan, for them to finally win a championship. Thank you guys for watching, for listening to this episode, and I will be coming out with another one this week. Bye.